Welcome to One Hot Thing, the podcast featuring advanced content marketing hacks from the world's best content creators. In each podcast episode, we take a deep dive into one aspect of our guests' marketing strategy, uncovering one specific content hack they use to grow their business. And now, your host, Natalie Haley. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the One Hot Thing podcast. Today's guest is the lovely Callie Willows. If you've not met or checked out Callie or connected with her online, you must do so after this episode. Her and Mike Morrison have the amazing membership guys, membership community, helping all sorts of businesses across every industry set up their own successful membership sites and run a successful membership business. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Before we introduce Callie and dive into her one hot thing, just a reminder to subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying the episodes. And it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a review as well. Also, do check out my services page where you can download my price guide and brochure which talks you through all of the different kind of content management solutions that I offer whether you produce a blog or a video content or whether you have your own podcast it's really all about helping you publish that content helping you to promote it and repurpose it on a consistent basis and to a really really high quality so do check that out and now without any further ado let's introduce Callie so hi Callie welcome to the podcast great to be here Natalie I'm looking forward to talking with you yeah absolutely so I'm really excited about this so could you start by telling us what your one hot thing is Callie yeah I mean my one hot thing my big tip is to actually segment your audience so to actually kind of break your audience down into different groups that you can talk to on a more personal basis based on exactly what their needs are essentially. Excellent. So where do you tend to start? Where do you advise people start with this whole segmenting process? Well, there's three ways you can actually segment your audience. So you can do it by outcome. So that would be if, you know, people are trying to get to a specific result, you can do it by topic or you could do it by competency. So, for example, with competency, if you've got people in your audience who are at the beginner stage, the intermediate stage, the advanced stage, you can actually segment them down into those different stages so that you're providing content specifically for where they are. Because most of us have an audience that's at multiple different stages. Everybody's not needing the same thing. And if you want to talk to all those people, you can't just kind of throw everything in one Mm. and say, you know, just help yourself to what works for you. Being able to actually funnel people to the content that is for the stage that they're at Mm. or the result that they're wanting to get helps them to get better results and also converts them better to customers for you because they feel like you understand where they're at. And the content you're providing them is the best content for what they need right now as well. Yeah, so it really does work for everybody then. It's better for them. It's also better for you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it can be a little bit more work because like the best way to do it is to kind of have specific opt-ins for each stage of your, each segment of your audience and things like that. So there can be a little bit more work up front. But it definitely works out better in the long run for both you and your audience, definitely. Okay. So would it be an idea just to run through quickly the three different ways? So maybe starting with outcome and just touch on that briefly and then just run through the other two. Would that be okay? Yep, definitely. So outcome tends to be, uh, as I said, when you're, you're focused on getting a particular result. And whilst you can segment your audience on the front end, you can also do it in things like a membership, for example. So a great example of an outcome segmenting would be inside a paid product where you kind of have a, a roadmap or a pathway that 
takes people through different stages to a particular outcome. Mm. And you can do that on your front end topic as well. But usually with a front end topic, you're not wanting to give them the end outcome straight away Mm. because you want to convert them to a customer. So you'll often see the outcome segmenting used inside of paid products. Um, But yeah, that works great for actually helping people to get results from what you're teaching them. Okay, so so the outcome really is based around looking at your audience and going, um, what do they want to, what are they looking to achieve? Basically, what is their outcome? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. And so the topic... Uh, segmentation yeah so this is probably the one that gets used the most and this would be if you have kind of uh, say you're a social media expert and you talk about lots of different things but actually a lot of your audience might just be interested in Facebook or they might just be interested in Instagram or they might be interested in LinkedIn so you can segment your your content your audience by the particular topics that they're interested in so that those people who are wanting to learn about Facebook, you're not bombarding them with LinkedIn content, for example, which they don't want or need and will just overwhelm them. Mm, Okay. And the competency then, I'm guessing, is that based around different levels of where people are in there? Yeah. So that would be kind of your beginner, intermediate, advanced. So that's probably kind of the simplest example. So with your, your outcome, you're going to need to think about it a little bit more. So for example, our outcome, our audience is segmented by outcome and that's planning a membership, building a membership, growing a membership. But you may have kind of different elements there and the outcome can take a little bit more working out to work out where your audience fits. Mm -hmm. Whereas with competency, it's usually very clear cut that you kind of, music's a great example. You have your beginner musicians who need to start right at the beginning. You have the intermediate players and then you have the advanced players where you're going to provide kind of the the more advanced content. Okay. I have so many questions, but, um, how would you advise, so so if, obviously for some businesses it's going to be easier than others, isn't it? Because they may, presumably, do you just focus on one of these ways? So you either segment your audience by outcome, you either do it by topic or competency. You're not trying to do all three, are you? Yeah, typically you would just pick one. So there might be instances where if, you, if you've got quite a complex subject or you're teaching multiple subjects where you might kind of use topic and competency. So let's say you've got a beginner Facebook ads course, for example, and then an advanced face, you know, you can have some crossover, but usually you'll want to pick one main method for kind of splitting your audience into groups. Okay. So, so then to start with, you pick how you're going to, which, which of the three ways or maybe two ways you're going to segment your audience. And how would you advise people get organized with this? So when they're starting to plan it all before they've actually done anything like creating specific lead magnets, do you have any suggestions for how people get organized? Literally just getting a piece of paper and you know writing some little diagrams and that kind of thing what what would be the thing I'm a huge fan of starting off with brainstorming so once you know kind of how you want to segment people think about the different ways that you want to segment them and then write down all the different things that would apply to those different segments and you might have some crossover between them and that's fine but essentially you want to know okay so what content I create will be suitable for this segment what content will be suitable for this segment and where's any crossover or or in between areas and then you also want to think about what's the best freebie i could offer for each segment here because ideally any content that you create for that segment you want to have a a a lead magnet an opt-in that is tailored to that segment as well so that you're you're giving them you're getting them onto their your email list with the best 
thing for them, the most helpful thing for them. Because if you've got a content again on, you know, how to set up your Facebook pixel, Mm. but then your opt-in is about, here's these seven messenger chat advanced strategies that's not necessarily going to resonate and it's going to be too much for that person. Mm. So you would want to have something about, you know, how to get your first Facebook ad up and running instead for mm. people that come into that segment. So would you say once you've done your initial brainstorming and you've got some ideas of what each particular segment needs, um, would you sort of advise maybe having, um, I don't know, I love a Google sheet. <laughs> I do have a Google sheet, but might that be something that people could do to like, you know, write down their segments and then literally everything that's relevant to them underneath and to help you keep track of what you've got for each segment. Yeah, whatever, you know, um, you're a fan of Google Sheets, I like Airtable, anything like that where you can keep track Mm. easily and you can see that and you can use that for your content creation planning as well. So typically you'll maybe want to create something for each area of your segment each month. So if you're putting out a weekly blog post, you would try and have one blog post aimed at each segment that you have, for example, Mm. so that you're kind of catering to each area of your audience each month. And so knowing the kind of topics you want to cover and things like that, that makes it much easier to do that kind of content planning and make sure you're not doing like three months of advanced content and completely ignoring Mm. your kind of your beginners and and things like that. That must be why it's really important to have it all somewhere like, you know, because it must be quite difficult and you don't want to miss anybody out, do you? And you mentioned about sometimes there will be crossover areas that we cross over topics and that kind of thing how do you address those is it just a case of sending that it's just that they work for both so i you know it's actually kind of good to have some crossover because it helps people move between the segments because especially if people stay on your list for a long time so if somebody comes to your site and they're a beginner then over time ideally they'll move to being intermediate so having kind of content that bridges those two areas helps them to move into that next segment Mm. as well but yeah that it's certainly fine to have stuff that covers kind of all segments or two or three of the segments as well Mm. so obviously we've covered things like um you know we've talked about how in terms of the different segments you'll want to create different lead magnets um and things like that what what else do people need to think of presumably you can literally take it well take it quite literally in that you might have email uh, segments in your email marketing so what yeah. sort of lead magnets and, and email marketing, what other, how else do people need to be thinking about physically segmenting? It's also a great idea to look at your paid products. So if you're creating, um, you know, courses are kind of naturally segmented usually because they're usually quite finite and on a particular topic. But if you're doing something like a membership or even a mm-hmm. coaching program, then if you're going to have different segments of your audience in that, then actually carrying that segmentation through to your paid product so that when somebody joins your membership, for example, so say it's a guitar membership, if they come in and in their onboarding, it says that they're a beginner, you're showing them beginner content, you're sending them an email sequence that helps them to get started with your your beginner content. Whereas if somebody comes in and they've been playing for years and they're an advanced player, you're not showing them that beginner content, you're showing them the advanced content, your emails going out are more advanced, you know that they know certain terminology and things like that. So it's really tailoring the whole customer journey from email sign up or from landing on your blog to email sign up to becoming a customer and then to how you treat them as a customer as well and the information you provide them. Mm. So presumably um, it's a natural progression that sometimes um, 
your audience will move between different segments, yeah. particularly sort of looking at the competency ones. You want them, presumably you want them to go from beginner to intermediate to advanced. Yeah, definitely. Are there any tips that you have around, say, for somebody who did want to start moving their audience from, you know, through the different levels, any particular ways that they can do that? Uh, the main way there is through things that you can offer. So it doesn't necessarily need to be paid products, but by doing things like workshops. So again, using the beginner example, if you run a workshop, which is for kind of people in that beginner segment, and it's to help them bridge that gap between, okay, these are the things you know as a beginner, and now this is how you start moving into the next stage and mm. becoming intermediate. But ideally for most people, the the bridging of the stages is when they come into your paid products or services. Right. Okay. And presumably there's kind of a process so often the first touch point I guess might be when someone's read a particular blog so presumably your blogs will be in segments so depending on on which of the three ways that you're using and that will then depend say if you have a call to action at the end of your blog it will be dependent on which lead magnet you send them send them yeah. to um I'm presuming that it just goes through like that and then maybe from the lead magnet where where you push them to next I suppose it's all got to be relevant hasn't it to what yeah yeah, and they will still, you know, you, people will still jump around your site and read other things and things like that. But having that kind of core initial where they come in at just allows you to, as you say, tailor things like your emails and things. And it gives you a good idea of where your audience are at as well. Because actually, if you're creating a lot of advanced content, but a lot of people coming in are beginners, mm. then actually that shows you that the people that you're attracting aren't necessarily the people you're creating content for. So you either need to change your content strategy to adjust that or see how you can better attract the people that you're actually creating content for. So there's a lot of ways you can also use it to kind of improve your actual business results as well. Mm. But yeah, ideally you kind of, you want somebody coming in and identifying with one of your areas. So again, if you use us for an example, you come to our website and right at the top, it's, are you planning a membership site, creating a membership site, growing a membership site? Mm. And you select which one and then you see content specific for that. You'll see a lead magnet specific for that. If you sign up for that, you will kind of start getting our content for whichever section you're in. And then because there's a natural progression there, because it's outcome focused, after a while, if somebody's been on the planning stages for a while, we'll maybe say to them, hey, have you actually planned your membership yet? Are you ready to start building? Here's some articles you might want to check out about that and moving them that way. Okay. And the other thing as well is also... We have a. We recommend having a general opt-in too. So you will have people who de don't necessarily self-identify into a particular segment or who just want everything that you offer. Mm. And so having something that kind of is an overriding opt-in too mm. enables you to also capture those other people and you can then segment them as part of your email list. So this is where you'll often see you join somebody's email list and then maybe a couple of weeks later you get an email where it's like, what can I actually help you with? Click one of these links to tell me what you're interested in and that's just another way of kind of segmenting a bit further down the line when somebody's already in your email list and things like that okay so yeah you can really take it as far as you want to really can't you yeah <laughs> definitely that's that's been such a well it's been really fascinating do you think there's i'm just trying to think i always try and you know you always relate it back to your own business don't you and there may i suppose there may be some people that look at the three different ways and go oh, i don't know whether i can segment my audience any of those ways but presumably it's just a case of there must be a way with any type of business in any industry it's just finding yeah I'm trying to think if I've come across any 
yet where this wouldn't be applicable. And I think the only times where it maybe wouldn't be is if you're really super specific on who you're serving anyway. Okay. So if you have a really, really niched down topic and audience, Mm -hmm. so um, trying to think of an example. So say you only work with German shepherd owners, for example, Mm -hmm. then you maybe don't need to segment people any further. Although if you wanted to, you probably still could by behavior issues or different topics and things like that. Mm. But yeah, if you've got a really, really niche down audience already, segmenting is possibly not going to be as valuable for you apart from kind of telling you what your audience want and need. But for most kind of, most people who have business sites, especially they kind of cover a range of different topics or outcomes and results and things like that. So Mm. for most people, one of the segmenting options should be applicable. Mm. Oh, it's inspired me to get a piece of paper and do a little (laughs) A little flowchart, another flowchart. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, Kelly. Um, I nearly forgot to ask you my, I always ask my guests a surprise question at the end. Oh, no. <laughs> not a bad one, it's not a bad one. And it really is as simple as, what are you having for your dinner tonight, Kelly? I actually have no idea. I am one of those people oh, who God. cannot pre-plan <laughs> their food whenever I try. I'll then get to it and I'll be like, I don't want that now. So um, I'm very much a get to, get to dinner time and go, okay, what do I want? <laughs> or what does Mike Fly well, by the seat of your pants kind of girl. That's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> it's like, this is it's what really I've got in the funny. fridge. What do I actually want? Fair play. The past two um, guests that I've had on have been male and I've asked them that question. And is it a coincidence that both of them have said, I have no idea. And then they turned around <laughs> and asked their wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you asked Mike that, he'd just be like, um, whatever Callie cooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Would you um, wrap up by telling people where they can find out more about about you and your membership, etc.? Yeah, so you can find our blog and our podcast and things over at themembershipguys.com. And the membership site is membersiteacademy.com, but the membership guys kind of has links to everything. So that's the best place to kind of check us out and, and find out more about us. Amazing. Thank you so much, Callie. That's been fantastic. Thanks for having me. This podcast is part of the You Are The Media Network. For more content marketing advice, head to hotcontent.co.uk. Why not join the Hot Content Marketing Group on Facebook too? Come and meet other like-minded entrepreneurs and share knowledge, ask questions and gain support in promoting your business online. See you in there.